Craft Beer Radio presents Paradox or Parallel, the curious matter of craft beer and chocolate at Saver 2009 with Hugh Sisson, Kim Rigby, and Brendan Nelson. Hugh Sisson from Clipper City Brewing friends chocolate makers Kim Rigby and Brendan Nelson of Perfections put on a lively tasting of Clipper City beers used in making some of the chocolates being tasted. He will pour various Clipper City beers paired with various chocolates. Kim and Brenda will give you insight on the thought process used to come up with the recipes and why they work. You can find the rest of the Saver Salons at craftbeerradio.com slash saver. Craft Beer Radio is a free podcast available from our website or on iTunes. Well, I hope you've had a great time uh, tonight at Saver 2009. And uh, we're here to have some more great time. And uh, this is a dessert course, if you will. we got chocolate and beer going on in here. Uh, my name is Ray Daniels. I'm your host uh, this evening for this salon. And uh, in a second here, I'm going to get out of the way and let the guys who really know about beer and chocolate uh, give you some beer and chocolate to taste. I would like to remind you to turn your damn cell phones off. Thank you. Uh, I'd also like to remind you to keep it clean and not say things like damn uh, on because they're recording these things and it's going to be preserved for... Uh, posterity. You mean, you mean I have to clean up my act? Yeah, exactly. Oh, if that means you, that means you. <laughs> um, also, well, you we probably don't have to tell you that now. You probably figured it out. But don't forget your tasting glass when you leave because they won't give you another one. The early sessions, people thought, oh, I got one for this. I got one for later. Okay. So we're all good on that. Uh, and if you've got a question, sort of give me a wave. I've got the roaming microphone. I'll bring it over and, and hand it off to you. We're going to try and get through all the pairings uh, with about 10 minutes to, to spare. So we'll have some time for questions and general discussion. But if you've got something that's urgent to the uh, current uh, line of, of discussion, feel free to get a hand up and we'll get it in there. So let me tell you who we got here. Uh, first, we've got Hugh Sissons from Clipper City Brewing Company, Baltimore, <laughs> provider of the, of the beers. And um, then we're fortunate to have two chocolatiers from a company called Parfections. You can find their wares on, on the internet at parfections.com and actually get all the chocolates we're going to taste here tonight. Uh, Kim Rigby, uh, here close by, and Brendan Nelson, a little further over. They are chocolatiers, and they're going to tell you a little bit about uh, the art and craft of chocolate making and let you taste some of the wares. So with that, I'm going to get out of the way and uh, let Hugh take it away. Okay. Pleasure to be here. Um, but we have a little bit of background. I started brewing beer professionally about 20 years ago. I'm a huge believer in pairing beers and foods, and the concept of doing beer and chocolate together was a complete and foreign concept to me literally until this event last year when one of my associates set us up where we we paired uh, of all things our loose cannon ipa which we're going to try tonight with a with a citrus based dark chocolate and it was phenomenal and it just completely made me reassess my entire approach to this particular subject so uh, with that in mind uh, i was fortunate enough to team up with kim and brenda uh, for some chocolates that we produced not only to go with beer, but actually made with some of our beers that we used uh, and sold online and that we also used from, for some holiday gifts. Uh, so I thought they would be perfect to come down and join us for this today. Um, we're going to start tonight talking about our, our Peg Leg Imperial Stout, which we're going to bring out to you. Uh, and you guys can take this out now. Um, this is the first pairing we're going to talk about. Uh, and this particular one is sort of, it, it makes sense. I mean, uh, this is an 8% imperial stout. It's not a hoppy beer. 
Uh, and what you're going to find with this particular one is that it has a lot of sort of dark chocolate and coffee flavors, which should be a perfect uh, match with a chocolate as long as it's not too sweet. So go ahead and taste that, and then these ladies are going to bring you and tell you about the chocolate that they're bringing to you today. Hello. Hello. Oh, it's on. Okay. <laughs> if you stand right in the middle, it'll echo. Hi, I'm Kimberly with Parfections, and we are going to have our first tasting of the evening. It's actually going to be the Peg Lake Truffle. We actually made a signature truffle for Clipper City. The truffle that you're about to try is their Peg Lake Stout, actually infused in a dark chocolate center. Um, the reason that we actually chose this is the rich flavors of the chocolate bring out the dark chocolate flavors in the stout. Brenda's passing those around right now. And after that, we're going to be trying an espresso truffle. On your program, it states coffee crunch bark. We just changed it a little bit. We're going to be doing a truffle instead of the bark. It's actually the same thing. It's a dark chocolate and milk chocolate center. It's infused with an espresso coffee and topped with crushed coffee beans. And that actually brings out all the coffee flavors that's found in the peg leg. Um, as Hugh was saying, perfections. Brenda and I, we've done some corporate gifts for Clipper City. We've done a lot of pairings with him. We've been in business for about six years. We're based out of Maryland, but we do tastings all over D.C., Virginia, Eastern Shore, and Maryland. Um, so if you have any questions at all about the chocolates as we go around, please raise your hands, and I'll answer as many questions as I can. We have about eight truffles that we're going to be trying this evening. So as we go around, and Hugh explains the beers that we're tasting, I will gladly explain all the chocolates that are going with it and why we paired them. I was actually looking for a chocolate. <laughs> I was on my knees. Benedictus Dominus Deus Temes. Looking for some love over um, there. <laughs> just looking for some love. Oh, a little chocolate you. love. Mm. Aren't they awful? Any questions? Anyone need a private room? <laughs> private rooms? <laughs> I think that works really well. And, and again, uh, you know, a year and a half, uh, if you'd come, uh, a year and a half ago, if you come to me and said, we're going to do this and you're going to like it, I would have gone, ha! Well, you know, just goes to show you can always learn new stuff. Come on, Another guy. Huh? <laughs> um, should we go to the loose can? Or you want to, is there something else you want to do? We're doing one more with that. We're doing a coffee. Okay. Has she got it? Okay, the next truffle that we're trying with the peg leg is going to be an espresso truffle. It's a milk and dark chocolate infused with an espresso and topped with crushed coffee beans. You're welcome. Whoops. You're welcome. Welcome. 
What are we looking for in this pairing? Or did you already do that? The one we're doing in this pairing, it's actually the espresso truffle. And that's going to bring out the, some of the coffee flavors that are found in the peg leg. And mixed with the dark chocolate, it actually enhances the richness of the stout. There were in this one. Question? Question? How I infuse the beer into the... That's a secret. <laughs> um, no, actually, you probably don't taste a whole lot of beer in the chocolate. You're actually tasting the flavors that are in the beer. That's because the, the beer is so far condensed that it's almost a syrup by the time it goes into the chocolates. So you're actually getting the flavors that Hugh actually incorporates into his beers. So I, I, I'm curious... Uh, just from a food point of view, I mean, okay, you're a chocolatier, you're going to make chocolate. What are your raw ingredients? What do you start with? We start with a couple different blends. We use about four different blends of dark chocolate. We use a couple blends of milk and a couple of white. So we do over 30 kinds of truffles, just to give you an idea. So every truffle that we make, some has more dark than milk, some has more milk than dark, some has more white. We actually make the blends in-house. So we start with the raw chocolate. Um, the only thing that's added, we don't use any preservatives in our chocolates at all. It's just cream that's added to bind the chocolate with the other ingredients. And then we either use, in Clipper City's case, we use the beer. We also use liqueurs. Like we've done, we've done numerous truffles for like Patron. We've done Chambord. We've done a lot of different liqueurs. So we either use the liqueur, the beers, the wines. We infuse it with wines or we use fresh fruit preserves that we actually make. And that just binds it all together, but that's all that's in the chocolates. So, but when you say you start with dark, dark chocolate, milk we chocolate, start with it, the, is, it, is it like a bar or is it a powder or? We actually get these in 10 pound blocks. Oh, okay. And we shave the blocks ourselves. So we make our own blends of chocolate in house. Got it. And then the cream is heated up to a certain degree, which actually melts the chocolate. And then we incorporate whatever flavors, nuts, beers, wines that we're using in the truffles at that time. Okay, great. Interesting. The, ne- you ready the next beer is the loose. So we done the we done with the first cannon. two. Are we ready for the second yep. beer? Okay, mm-hmm. we're going to bring you the loose cannon. Um, <laughs> I thought we were already here. <laughs> uh, you just wait. Um, this, is our, this is our American style IPA. And just a, a, a couple of thoughts about, about beer flavors and, and chocolate flavors, and one of the things that I find so interesting about this particular one is it, it makes sense to think that chocolate and beer can pair, if you look at it from the standpoint of the darker roasted and the maltier beers uh, are going to have, as you just saw with the peg leg, which is why it was the perfect starting point, you're going to get those sort of coffee and chocolate flavors from the darker roasted malts. And if the beer is malt-focused as opposed to hop-focused, you're not going to get a tremendous amount of bitterness. So those are flavors that clearly are going to pair easily with chocolate. So that's not much of a stretch. 
This is the one that I think is, is really interesting because the, the hop, this is an incredibly hoppy beer. And the hops here are focused on the, uh, on the floral and citrus. Uh, and then what's going to happen is this, this particular chocolate has a citrus kind of character to it as well, which is going to be a good complement to the hoppy characteristic. The chocolate has its own little level of bitterness, which gives that an interesting little tweak. And this is really the pairing that first made me begin to realize that maybe there was something to this. So uh, I think that this particular beer with the, with the chocolate is, is a fascinating combination. Okay, the first truffle that Brenda's actually passing around um, with this beer is actually another signature truffle that we made for Clipper City. It's just, it's infused with the loose cannon. That's great. The reason that we selected the flavors that we used, we used the white chocolate center to actually bring out some of the citrus flavors that are already in the beer itself. It has a bigger grapefruit taste to it, so we added quite a few natural citrus flavors to it, like the grapefruit, the lime, the oranges, to kind of bring that out, which is in the white chocolate. We then enrobed it in a dark chocolate center to kind of counteract that balance, and then it's topped off with an orange sugar. So it actually kind of pulls out all the citrus flavors that are in the beer, but it kind of, kind of tames down the hops that are found in this beer also, which can be a little strong at times. So you actually taste a lot more citrus with this truffle. Strong hops? I like strong. Oh, no, absolutely, I like that. It's a pretty seriously hoppy beer. What? Nothing. He, he, we were just joking. We're just picking on you. Okay. It's okay. That's okay. Very good. <laughs> Did you like that one? Yeah. I gotta. I gotta tell you, it's it's a it's a real pleasure. Um, working with these ladies. It's it's. Um, I've been doing this for a lot of years, but I still very much consider myself a student of the industry and a student of. You know all these fun things that we've been experimenting with tonight. So it's it's something that I, I don't think I'm ever going to become an expert at it. I don't really particularly want to be. I just but I do enjoy uh, learning new things. And so this has been something which I've certainly certainly taken a great deal of pleasure in in the last uh, year and a half or so. Yes. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I know much more about beer than I do about chocolate. Uh huh. So I'm eating this truffle, which which has orange in it and is delicious. Um, and the center is white. Mm-hmm. How is white chocolate different than brown chocolate? Good question. And is it white chocolate in the middle? Good question. Um, Technically, white chocolate is not chocolate. Um, All the cocoa has been removed from it. That's why everyone's saying dark chocolate is so good for you. It has a high cocoa content, which it is, and it does. But the lower you go down the scale to the lighter dark, to the milk, to the white, the cocoa is actually extracted. So white chocolate really has no cocoa content in it at all. It's really just butter. I mean, it's, it, it's not chocolate. It, <laughs> but it sure do taste good now, don't it? I need to say something real quick before you guys start biting into this next truffle. This is actually our tropical typhoon. It's going to have a kick to it. It's a milk chocolate center with fresh mango, cayenne pepper. Rolled in toasted coconut. Um, the reason we selected this to go with the loose cannon beer is again the tropical flavors of the loose cannon 
we use the mango and this truffle to kind of enhance those flavors, while the milk chocolate kind of tames the heat down a little bit. And how's it go together? So don't be scared with the heat. It's okay. Don't be don't don't be scared. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Okay. You want a minute or two to cogitate on that? Ask a question, or shall we move on? You had a question? Sorry? You want some more loose cannon? We can do that. Was it a little too hot for you? I tell you what, while, uh, while we're bringing you some... Anybody who wants some more loose cannon, we'll certainly bring you some more. Uh, while we're doing that, I, I, I want to introduce the next phase of what we're doing. You see, the, the first two beers, the purpose there was one to talk about the malt flavors and the dark flavors and all the rest of it. The second beer was to talk about the nuances that hops can add to it. Uh, we're now taking training wheels off. And the next three beers that we're having are vintage beers that are from my personal collection. Uh, so these are beers that are, are malt-focused, so they should have those interesting parallels. Uh, the next three beers you're going to have are the 2006 Below Decks Barley Wine, so it's three years old. You're going to have two-year-old Holy Sheet, which is our Belgian Abbey style, and two-year-old Hang Ten, which is our Hefeweizen, our, our Hefeweizen Doppelbach. Uh, those are all three beers that we now vintage date at the brewery, and they lend themselves to aging. So it should be very interesting to see the way those beers are going to work. What do you need? Oh, some more of the, he'll have some more of the loose can. Where I'm going to bring you next is going to be the 2006 Below Decks Barley Wine. Yes, sir. Let me uh, get a mic back there. Uh-huh. When you say they're good for aging, how long? How long should they I have no idea. Uh, I can tell you that from my standpoint, um, I think if when you, I mean these, the, you know, the below decks is 10% alcohol. The, uh, the holy sheet is 9% and the hang 10 is 10%. When you get over about probably 75 to 8% alcohol by volume, if it is a malt driven style, which all of these are as opposed to a hop driven style, and these are all bottle-conditioned beers as well, I think that they will lend themselves to some maturation. In the case of the Below Decks Barley Wine, you can taste this for yourself. This is three years old now, and I think it's got a ways to go. Uh, I only started making it in 2005, so I have no idea when it's going to crap out. Are they bottle-conditioned? They're bottle-conditioned. All the beers that are in our Heavy Seas series are all bottle-conditioned. So... Do you want to bring the below decks out? Uh-huh. Patrick. I got to tell you, that last uh, pairing kicked ass. <laughs> it was unbelievable. It was really, really good. Thanks. Okay, now this is the, uh, this is the below decks. So we'll get this out, and then I'd, I'd like to get some feedback from you in terms of what you think of this particular one. Check out the nose. Okay, you guys are getting below decks right now. Brenda is passing around the below deck signature truffle for Clipper City. This truffle here is actually infused with the below deck beer itself, and it's in a blend of mostly dark chocolate but a little bit of milk chocolate. And then the next one that's going to be coming around after this is our caramel Florida Cell. It's actually caramel mocha coffee. 
freshly brewed. It's infused in milk and dark chocolate with Mediterranean sea salt. And there's a couple reasons we selected this pairing. The um, salt that's actually in the truffle will actually enhance the caramel and the nutty, the nutty, whoa, the nutty flavors of the beer. Nice. Cut her off. Cut me off. But I'm empty. But I'm empty. And then the milk and dark chocolate will actually cut down on the bitterness of the below decks. So you kind of get a different, you, you get an all-around smooth blend, but you get a couple different flavors going with this. Do you, uh, do you see the development factor on the malt character on this beer with some time? Yeah, this is, this is uh, I, I'm thoroughly enjoying this. Did you get some of this, Patrick? There's almost a mint characteristic that pops up in the back of the aroma. Mm. When we first produced this particular beer, um, we've done our, our barley wine is done in the English style as opposed to the West Coast style. Um, when I say that, what I mean is that the West Coast style of barley wine, with some exceptions, uh, has been incredibly hoppy and very aggressively flavored. The English style tends to be softer and more rounded. Um, and when we first put this out, uh, I think a lot of the, the drinkers were looking for us to do a West Coast style barley wine. And we kind of got mixed reviews on the press. Then... Interestingly enough, somebody in California had some of this, which is interesting because we don't sell in California, and it got reviewed in the the Celebrator, which is the big uh, California beer rag, uh, and it got a top, top, top score, which was really fascinating to me because it was a West Coast writer who finally figured out that we weren't trying to do a West Coast-style barley wine gave it a great score, and then it was very interesting to watch all of a sudden the scores change in a lot of the other websites along the lines of that. So it was, uh, it was fairly gratifying. Anyway, um, I just think this is amazing the way this stuff has developed over time. Question? Um, I have not... You want to repeat the question for us, Hugh? Sorry. She wanted to know if I was, if I was going to bring these to Whiskey Fest. First of all, I'm not sure what Whiskey Fest is, so pardon my ignorance. Uh, secondly, I can tell you that we're getting ready to release a new 22-ounce program. One of the things that we're planning on doing will be this same beer this year will be released in this format in November, and then we're barrel-aging uh, some of it that will be in whiskey barrels and some of it will be in Cabernet barrels uh, so that we can release three different versions of this particular beer over the course of the year. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Cool. Okay, that would be very cool. I was just talking to one of my uh, one of my brewers is here with me tonight, and and uh, he's actually the one who's take, who's developing our barrel program. Um, we're I don't know if it's going to be possible, but we're actually seeing if we can find Scotch barrels as opposed to bourbon barrels, which I think would be a very interesting twist. I don't know if we're going to pull it off, but that'll be. Um, 
Are we through? Are we? Okay, so you're on the next one. The second is this the second chocolate for the? Okay. So we're ready for holy sheet. Yep, here we come. Okay. All right, I'm going to shut up and then we'll bring you the holy sheet. question was the difference between Eastern and West Coast barley wine. Uh, West Coast styles tend to be uh, more aggressive. They tend to be highly hopped. Uh, and, and, and it's a perfectly good, I mean, it's a good way of doing things. It's just that when we decided to formulate ours, I didn't want to do another West Coast. They've already, there's some great examples of that already. So, and English style barley wines have been sort of underdeveloped. Our Imperial Stout, for example, is done in the English as opposed to the West Coast style. So the focus, I say, I haven't believed that Stout is a malt driven beer anyway. Um, so we decided we wanted to go on the soft, rounded malt flavors as opposed to the, you know, the highly aggressive hop characters. I'm not afraid of hops. I mean, I think the Loose Cannon is a very good example of that. But I do think that in certain styles, I think if you jack up the hops, it, to me, it just sort of becomes, uh, it's not where I want to go with them. I think barley wine should be about malt. I think that many of the Belgian beers that you try, or, or the Belgian style beers that you try, are pretty much all about malt and subtleties and nuances there. And when you get into Hefeweizen, it's all about malt and yeast. So, um, I mean, we like a lot of the hoppy beers. We make a lot of hoppy beers. But uh, I think a lot of the bigger beers that we're making, we don't want to do ultra hop styles. Having said that, we're getting ready to release a 10.6% double IPA. So call me a liar. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, I do. I, 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 I'm actually not a... Um, question was about ageability of hoppy styles versus malt styles. I'm not a huge fan of aging really hoppy beers. Um, the, the, and the big reason for that is, is, is uh, several fold. First off, oxidation can be a plus, can be a minus, but oxidized hops is almost never a good flavor profile. So, uh, you know, things like our Loose Cannon, uh, that beer I think is absolutely fabulous the fresher you get it. You know, as it ages, I don't think it shows as well. Certain other styles, I think aging is probably quite desirable. I think on the below decks, I think it's certainly desirable. Did everybody get the, uh, the holy sheet? Okay, this is our Belgian Abbey style. This is a 9% beer. Um, you should get uh, very different nuances on the nose of this than you had on the, uh, on the prior beer. There's sort of a nice sort of subtle spicy component that comes out. This is two years old. Um, that I think is going to lend itself quite nicely with the, with the pairing that she's put together for you now. I, I, and again, I have no idea how long this beer will go. Um, we've only been making for, for a couple of years, so we're still learning. 
When it, when it finally decides to crap out, I'll let you know. You want to talk about your chocolates? Okay. Everyone get to try the last truffle? What would you think? Okay. That was our Mediterranean madness. It's a dark chocolate center infused with an aged balsamic vinegar. So it has like a smoky cherry, almost a chocolate-covered cherry flavor to it. Um, so it actually, I paired it with the, the beer itself, and it kind of enhances the cherry flavors that are found in the holy sheets. Well, I thought we were crazy putting um, vinegar flavors in beer. Now we're putting vinegar flavors in chocolate. We're totally off the reservation. Well, I think that's part of what, Pretty the, damn good, though. what the craft movement is, is kind of all about, is pushing the boundaries. I mean, um, I, I know that, that you know we're developing some new programs. Um, the, the cool thing is, I mean, in that room uh, outside there, there's 68 breweries that are just kicking ass and taking names. Is that okay to say on the tape? Okay. Um, and, and the quality is there, but what's particularly interesting is, is, the, is the unbelievable diversity and um, uh, courage that people are employing in trying to develop new things. They're not all going to work. Many of them probably will, um, but they're not all going to work. And I think that it's just, it's just fascinating watching the, the energy uh, and the creativity that people are employing today in developing new, new and, and either new variations on old themes or, or new themes entirely altogether. Um, okay, are we ready for the, uh, for the hang ten? Okay. This one is, um, this is our hang ten. This is a, a 10% Hefeweizen Doppelbach. This particular beer is kind of near and dear to my heart. This is a Bavarian-style wheat beer, so you should get some of those clovey and spicy nuances. Um, This also has got an interesting smoky characteristic that's developed with time in the bottle. A funny story about getting the label approval on this beer. Um, it's called Hang 10, and it's 10% alcohol by volume. When I submitted the, the name and the label to the, uh, at the time, ATF, now TTB, uh, the guy wrote me back and said, Hugh, you, you can't use, put the number of the alcohol percentage in the name of the beer. And I said, okay, um, well, you know, Hang 10, it's a surfing term. It fits the nautical theme that we're developing. And he went, huh. Okay, well, you're using the number 10. If you spell it with T-E-N, I'll let it go. So, bingo, that's what we did, and he let it go, and God bless him. He was really trying, he was trying to find a way to make it work for us. So, uh, so uh, government bureaucrats are not all bad. Okay, does everybody have some of the hang 10? I need to get some. Okay, now you guys have the hang 10, and I think Brenda's just about finished handing out the truffle. Um, the one that you're trying right now is the painkiller. It's actually a milk chocolate center. It's infused with coconut milk, oranges, pineapple, nutmeg, dark rum, and it's rolled in a roasted banana chips. And the reason we actually selected this is the bananas 
from the outside of the truffle actually enhances the nutty banana flavor that's actually in the beer, the Hang Ten beer. Everybody get some? You get the uh, banana nuances in this? I have to add. Okay. There's no bananas in this beer. Isn't that a cool flavor? <laughs> this beer won the, uh, the Governor's Cup for the Beth Beer Brewed in Maryland last year. So... I love the uh, I love the complexity that, does, that that comes about with a little bit of time on this particular product. I mean, you got those banana uh, banana nuances, you got the slight smoky nuances, you've obviously got all that spice, uh, and I think that that adds all kinds of nuances for pairing with chocolate, which I would never have thought of, you know, as I said a year and a half ago. And I also. I'm really enjoying this whole vintage thing. Vintage dated beers is, is a is there's two programs that we're really developing heavily at Clipper City right now. Vintage dated beers is one, and cast conditioned real ales is another, which are new directions. Not new, but they're directions that we're going to continue to flesh out with a lot more and uh, energy in the next year or so. So what do you guys think about the last pairing? Oh, very nice. Can I have a chocolate, please? You hadn't tried the beer and I hadn't tasted the chocolate, so let me see. You get the whole platter, Hugh. Look at that. Did Kim get one? Eight truffles. Anyone on a chocolate high right now? You know, when, uh, in the previous session in the next room, they also did beer and chocolate <clears throat> with <clears throat> another chocolatier. Um, and the, uh, my, my colleague and host in that room, after tasting five or six chocolates and however many beers, commented that he was experiencing a certain euphoric effect <laughs> that was heretofore unknown as a result of beer alone. Well, I'm certainly enjoying it. Let's just say my colleague is from Boulder, Colorado. (laughs) I think we're going to leave that one alone. Yeah, that was off mic, fortunately. Okay, well, there you have it. Um, Five five beers, eight, eight chocolates. Three vintage beers. Uh, I hope it's something you enjoy. Does anybody have any questions? There's still... I'm oh, sorry? Are you, are you, are you uh, featuring these chocolates in... The question is, are we featuring these chocolates at the brewery? Uh, the answer to that is yes and no. If you come to the brewery, we have signage that tells you how you can order them. You, you do order them direct from these ladies... They do it that way because they want them fresh, 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 fresh. So we do not keep inventory at the brewery, which is probably a really good idea. Um, 
We have a, we have a link to them on our website, and during the holidays we did last year, and this year we'll do it again, where you'll be able to order, uh, you know, the chocolates that are made with ours, our beers, and and you know a bunch of other stuff too. So, but yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's. Uh, I mean, you know, we want to do anything we can to help promote what these ladies are doing because they're doing first-class work, and it actually goes really well with beer. So, um, any other questions? Did you enjoy it? There's some there's some beer left. I don't know. Can we offer them some yeah. taste? Yeah. Now we, uh, you know, the rules say we can only put two ounces in a glass at a time. Okay. It doesn't say how many times we can fill the glass. Right. Right. So. So if you'd like to retaste any of these, and I'm assuming if you have a few of the truffles left, uh, they can try those again, and feel free to come and, and pick our brains. But thank you very much for coming, and I hope you enjoyed it. Just a quick note before you guys leave, just to let you know a, a little bit more about the chocolates. Um, they don't have any preservatives in them, so they are all made to order. We do not do a lot with retail outlets. Um, we do promote a lot with you, and we do a lot with his infusions in our chocolates. If we sell chocolates on site, we do make boxes at that time, like around Father's Day. We're going to be doing a lot of promotions and things like that with the beer infused, but it's not something that can sit on the shelf. So since there's no preservatives in there, everything is pretty much made to order. So if you are interested, either contact Hugh, go to his website, Go to our website. All the information is in your folders there. And if you buy them, eat them. <laughs> yeah, eat them. I mean, don't, don't, don't you know, throw them in the cabinet and think you can come back six months later because there's no preservatives. Yeah, they're not Hershey bars. They turn into blue cheese after about five weeks. <laughs> all right, well, thank you, everybody. We'll have, um, I think there's a few, uh, few leftovers up here that... Uh, It'll be available if you're ready for some more beer or some more chocolate. Thank you. Thank you, lady. Thank you for listening to Craft Beer Radio. If you have questions or comments, you can email us at beer at craftbeerradio.com. Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. Visit craftbeerradio.com for more information. The opening and closing music is Last Hurrah from the band The Lights Out. You can listen to more of their music at their website, thelightsout.com. Some people get-